Welcome to the Illinois Wesleyan Titan Coaches Show on 88.1 WESN, where we have in-depth conversation with Illinois Wesleyan Titan coaches throughout all the sports, throughout all the season. Right here on 88.1 WESN. Coming up, your host, Derek Bowman. Good evening and welcome to the Illinois Wesleyan Titan Coaches Show. I'm your host, Derek Bowman. Good guests tonight. Of course, we have Coach Smith from women's basketball and Coach Rose from men's basketball. But we also have the Illinois Wesleyan Titans men's golf coach in Jim Ott. He is an alum of Illinois Wesleyan, and we're going to be talking with him about a team that has won nine straight CCIW titles and two straight national titles. That's all coming up next on Illinois Wesleyan Titan Coaches Show. We'll start with Coach Smith on 88.1 WESN. Tonight's sponsor guest list is brought to you by Carl Hospital. Carl Hospital asking you to mask up and tighten up, try and stay safe, and be healthy. Welcome to the Illinois Wesleyan Titan Coaches Show. Joining us first here is Coach Maya Smith from the women's basketball team. And first of all, Coach, congratulations on another regular season conference championship. Thanks, Derek. It was um, a really great accomplishment for this group. I'm really thrilled that they were able to perform at such a high level when, you know, we were picked a place tied for third. So for us to be tied for first is a great achievement for them. Well, you had two games you had to get through since the last time we talked on the show to get there, both of them. Um, You've mentioned a couple times already this month that winning February you don't care how it is, it's a win in February, and that counts. You had a two-point win at North Central, 65-63. That was right after they had knocked off Millican, and then you went to Augustana to close out the regular season, uh, 65-62. Always, uh, always fun to beat Augustana at Augustana. Tell us a little bit about those two games. Yeah, um, you know, both were pretty close down the wire, closer than I initially thought they would be. Having said that, I thought both of those teams were really playing well at that time. Um, you know, North Central had just defeated Milliken, and and Augie was in a lot of their games really tight, and I thought that they were starting to play more smoothly than what they had in the past. And certainly the Lewis girl and uh, the Bindborn girl for Augie were both playing exceptionally well in terms of scoring. So, you know, we had to be ready for them. Well, you mentioned North Central was was playing really well. For both North Central and Augustana, it was their last game of the regular season. North Central last night played Carroll in the CZIW, the quarterfinals, and North Central ran into a buzzsaw with Carroll as Carroll beat them. I believe the final score was 100-58. to Carroll is your opponent on Friday night, 5 o'clock, as you will play them at Milliken. Uh, who got the home court advantage. But let's talk a little bit about Carroll. They shot in that game, they shot 60% from the field, 50% from three-point land. What are some of the things you're going to work on and try and do to to slow down that hot hand? Well, you're talking percentages, Derek. They shot 72% in the first quarter and scored 32 points, which is 32 points. You're looking at 124 points for the – you know, the end of it are are higher. So um, they've got a really good balance of inside, outside, and drive. Um, In my opinion, they're the most improved team in the conference. 
Um, also, in my opinion, again, I think they can go inside with both of their bigs. They've got three-point shooters. They were 10 of 20 last night. Um, and they've got some girls that can get to the rim off the dribble drive. So, And their bench is deep. Um, they can go a little bit deeper in their bench than what we can. So, And they, they kind of look like a, a Titan team at times, I think. They are full-court pressing and uh, trying to score in transition, get that three ball up. And uh, I think they look a little bit like us. Well, you, you compare them to your team, which – I was about to do the same thing. They had 60 shots last night. That's pushing the ball up and down the floor. Um, that's getting a shot off. Uh, let's see, both teams combined had 120 shots. So that is basically three shots every minute of the game that is going up, which is a fairly fast-paced game, which you love to play with your teams. Um, they get up and down the floor defensively. So what are the advantages you have going into the game with the wonderful young ladies that you have? I think the advantage that we have is is probably our maturity on the floor. Um, I think Carol's a little bit younger than we are. We, we can get young at times. There's no doubt about that. But, you know, we've got three seniors on the floor, and um, those three have all played in big games. They've all played in an NCAA tournament. Um, so they, they understand what this moment is about. Um, and then I also think, too, that um, when we are working together as a team, I really like our rhythm. We are, when we're in rhythm, we're a very fun team to watch, and we need to make sure we get to that point. One thing that that Carol will try to do to us is to get us out of our offenses. Um, they will definitely put pressure on the ball, full court. They'll try to trap us immediately, and then not allow a team as much time to set up their offenses in the half court. As long as we're taking good shots um, quickly out of a transition, I'm okay with that. But we've got to make sure we take good shots which is something we did not do when we played them at their place. Well, you you just mentioned where where I thought maybe we were going as you were given the um, – you really love to get points off transition. You love to not even have to go into your offense. Your defense created, bounds created. Um, I've even seen uh, your ladies fast break out of a made bucket and get down the floor and, and get a fast break bucket that way. Does that play a little bit into your hands as long as your shot selections are good in the transition? Yes, absolutely. And that's what we've been talking about, you know, the last couple of days in practice. You know, we had two extra days just to work on ourselves, and that's what we did. We worked on our press. We worked on our our ball handling, our offensive movement, um, and certainly our ability to push the ball in transition and to get good, quick looks, and then to crash the O board after that. So, Definitely transition is a part of our game, and I think that's what makes it exciting and fun to watch. Well, this is a tough team. If you are going to win the conference tournament, you have to do something that I know every good team looks back and says, you know what, if we're going to win a championship, we need to be the best to be there. The two teams who you've lost to during the conference season are the two that you'll have to go through, most likely, Carroll being one of those, Milliken, uh, the number one seed, sitting there waiting at the other side there. Uh, How much do your young ladies look at it as a challenge and say, hey, this is something we want to play these guys because we want to, uh, I don't know if avenge is the right word, but we want to make up for that that bad game that we had up at their place. Yeah, we actually try to spin it just the opposite of that, Derek. We try to say, hey, these are two teams you've already beaten in the regular season. Let's just go out and do what we did in those games and get it done again. 
I I do love that vision that you you look at it that way. I hadn't even thought about it that way. That's a great way to look at it. And then um, are you going to work on? Hey, these are the things that were successful the, when we did beat them, and and the adjustments we need to make from the games where we did lose. Absolutely. And we've been watching some film, um, really breaking down film again because we've had a couple extra days. We've had an opportunity to really look at ourselves, which we did on Monday. Sometimes it's hard when you look at some of the things that you don't do well, but to me, you know, watching film, a picture is worth a thousand words, and a picture does not lie. So when we can see our breakdowns where we're not taking care of the ball, when we're not boxing out on defense, or when we're not crashing an O-board, or, you know, we're leaving our feet to make a pass, those types of things, we can see all that stuff on film. Show it to the girls. And sometimes it's a little humbling, like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe I didn't do that or I did do that. So. We've been watching ourselves a little bit. Yesterday we had a highlight film to show them just how good they could be. So, you know, working both angles there for us. That would have to be fun to, to first of all, make that and then watch the watch the young ladies, watch a film, a, a, basically a hype film for them to, to get pumped up for. For conference tournaments, in the past you've been to Wheat. In fact, Wheat has been the place you've had to go most recently for conference tournaments, you've always spent Friday night there. With the game at Milliken, just right down US 51, is it back into their own beds on Friday night if they win, or are you going to stay down in Decatur and and work through that? We'll absolutely come back. Um, just Again, it's not that far of a drive, so we can certainly do that. Plus, we'll want to um, have a little bit of a shoot-around in our own gym um, in preparation for the championship game, should we be there. So with with that, with the home cooking, how much how much more helpful is that to be able to walk through your own gym and not have to find a gym, you know, somewhere in the area that you can try and walk through to get a little practice in on the day of the game? Yeah, I think it's really important um, just to, you know, refresh the girls' minds. Again, we've got to get to that point, um, and we're definitely not looking past Carol. I, I believe Carol's a really good team, and we're going to have to play really good in order to get it done. But, you know, it's tournament time, and there's only been one team in the whole conference out of all the years that has been able to upset a host school, and that's Illinois Wesleyan. And I believe it's happened three times. Well, I know it's happened at least twice because it's happened at Wheaton twice. Um, And I've been lucky enough to be there for that, and I will tell you there is nothing more fun in broadcasting than watching one of your teams win a conference championship. I know it would be a lot of fun to do at home, but I also know it's a lot of fun to do it on the road. It's a lot of fun anywhere. You are exactly right, Derek. <laughs> so, well, Coach, I know you've got uh, your work cut out for you, uh, getting after this Carroll team, and uh, hopefully you get the, the quick 24-hour turnaround to take a chance, uh, a second chance at Milliken. So, Coach, we thank you for joining us, and uh, hopefully we'll be talking to you again soon. Thank you, Derek. We appreciate you. That is Coach Smith. You're listening to Titan Coaches Show on 88.1 WESN. That interview with Coach Maya Smith was brought to you by the Fashion Shop in Gibson City, home of Big City Selection, Small Town Prices, proud sponsor of Illinois Wesleyan Women's Basketball. Welcome back to the Titan Coaches Show. Joining us now, men's basketball coach Ron Rose. Ron, first of all, congratulations on winning the regular season conference title outright. Well, thanks, Derek. It was, um, you know, Conference championships are hard to come by in the CCIW. And, uh, you know, this year there were several really good teams. I was proud of our 
Uh, guys' consistency, I think that's a key to winning the conference championship. We, we didn't have a lot of highs and lows. I thought our guys had a really a, a workmanlike attitude every day in practice and as, as well as on the court. And so um, I, I thought it was a, a really a nice accomplishment for this group. Well, the, the two games that you've played since we talked last week, uh, you hosted North Central a week ago today, and then you went to Augustana uh, to win there at the Caldwell P. East Center. Um, again, two teams that are good. They're both, uh, you know, in their battling. North Central actually will be your opponent again on Saturday. But before we get into – I'm sorry, Friday. Before we get into Friday's game, let's talk about that game last week against North Central. You won 78-65. Tell me how you thought the flow of the game went. Well, it was a game that, that there was a flow. It, 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 there weren't a lot of fouls. It was kind of a, a, a more of a, um, I think, a game that, that, that the referees or uh, people kind of wanted a more of a free-flowing game. Uh, it wasn't kind of a grinded out. And, and so the, it, there was a lot of action up and down the floor. Um, I don't think either team played great, but it was a fast, a lot of fast action. Um, and, uh, you know, in the end, I think our, our size advantage had a big uh, uh, difference in the game and the outcome. Well, North Central is your opponent on Friday. We'll get to that in a minute. But Saturday, you took on Augustana. They ended up sixth in the, in the conference, so they played last night losing to Elmhurst. But they gave you a run for your money. The final score there was 70-64. Tell us a little bit about that game up in Rock Island. Well, I knew it was, you know, going to Rock Island, never easy place to play. It was senior night. Uh, there was a lot, you know, there's, there, there's a lot of emotion involved. I thought they played. There was a good crowd. thought that they played an inspired game. It was very competitive. A game of runs. You know, we, we, um, uh, we kind of have a run, and we build a six, eight-point lead. I think at one point we got to 11. Uh, they they shot the ball really well. They were 10 for 22 from behind the arc. Uh, I think that was a major reason that we weren't able to extend the lead. And then down the stretch, we made our free throws, and I thought really took care of the ball, had some good defensive stops. And any any road win is a good win. And so it was nice to, to finish up. You know, we, we we kind of set our goal the last six, games of the season that, you know, we really wanted to finish the, the last six games off well. We wanted to start playing our better basketball as we head into the postseason, and I feel like we're trending in that direction right now. Well, you have won six in a row as you go into the CCIW tournament. As the conference winners of the regular season, you will be hosting that Friday night. Um, you'll be taking it on North Central. That's a 7 o'clock tip. Following the 5 o'clock game, also at the Shirt Center, that game is between Elmhurst and Wheaton. But let's focus on North Central since we do know you are going to play them. They beat Milligan last night 57-50 in, a, in what looks like a grind-out game. I'll be honest, I did not get a chance to watch it doing volleyball. and There were four CCIW games going on, two men, two women, all at the same time. But the shooting percentages, both teams shot around 35%. That tells me the defense was up and nothing was coming easy for either team. Yeah, the, the halftime score was actually 19 to 19 there. Um, it was not an aesthetically 
uh, appealing game to watch, but it was really a, a hard played. Uh, both teams played great defense. Neither shot the ball great, but there were very few uncontested shots. And uh, ultimately, I think the second half, North Central had a couple uh, little runs where they, they got six, seven points in a row, were able to hit some threes, and, and really it was uh, Milliken was trying to throw the ball inside of their big guy, Cole Lawrence. North Central um, is a very good three-point shooting team, and they were able to extend their lead by, by hitting some threes. You know, they have a dynamic score in Matt Helwig, a five-year starter in Blaze Meredith. So I think I think North Central's experience and ability to shoot the ball from behind the arc ultimately was a difference in the game, and that's what we're going to have to contend with on Friday is they can really shoot the ball. They're very experienced, and we're going to have to make sure that we really guard the three-point arc. Well, as I look at the stats for the game for North Central, they basically had three scores. You mentioned two of them. Mount Helwick, he had 18. Blaze Meredith, 17. And then Shea Couples also had 17 points. They only had five points from any other player um, on their team. They actually only took 13 shots from any other player on the team. So the offense obviously goes through those three. Is that easier when they have three players that you can focus on? Or are some of those guys, they maybe just didn't get the ball last night, and they're ones you have to keep an eye on also? Well, they really primarily have three scores in Matt Helwig, who led the league in scoring, Blaze Meredith, and then Matt Helwig's younger brother, Ethan Helwig. Uh, those three guys score in um, average over 10 points a game. Um, Shea Couples, who is a Normal West product, his dad, Brian Couples, a longtime coach at Normal West, uh, oftentimes is the X factor for them. When when um, uh, Shea scores, uh, uh, they, they become uh, really a dynamic offensive team because they diversify. And Shea had a terrific game last night against Milliken. I, I would have, watching the game, I would have said he was their MVP. He made several plays, rebounded the ball, dished the ball. We know what, what Shea's capable of. Um, and, and so – when they diversify, they become very hard to guard because they can really spread you out. They don't have a lot of size. Uh, they don't score at the basket in the traditional low post way, but they do a good job of cutting and driving the ball into the paint. Well, you mentioned Milliken tried to pound the ball in against them. You have a very good inside game. You also have a very good outside game. So is it going to be an inside-out game or an outside-in game for you against North Central? I think we, we always we we always want an inside out game. When you have a player like Matt Laris and and in just about every game in our conference play, if not every game, we've had a size advantage at several positions. Uh whether it be Matt, Cody, you know, Pete Lambesis on on the wing is a big wing. Uh we've had some size advantage. So we typically play inside out, but I, I'm a big believer in that you have to be able to score in a lot of different ways. And so we are more than capable of scoring on the outside, but typically we will try to establish our our low post game, establish the paint, and and build outward from there. Well, if you take care of business on Friday, and I understand that is a very big if, you then will have to take on either Wheaton or Elmhurst in the championship game. That would be Saturday night at 7 o'clock. The game will be Saturday at the Shirk Center no matter what at 7 o'clock. 
those are the two teams that you lost to in conference. You lost one game each. You also beat them both one time. Tell me a little bit about, uh, let's start with Elmhurst, the number three seed, and then we'll move on to Wheaton, number two. Um, tell me a little bit about your feelings going into Elmhurst. How easy would it be to prepare for them with less than 24 hours to go into a game, although it would be at the Shark? Well, that's always the challenge in a tournament setting, is that if, if you're forced enough to advance from your Friday game, you've got, you know, 24 hours or less to get ready for your opponent. The, the the thing with the conference tournament is we've we've played them both, played them both fairly recently. Our guys know each other, and same for same for either of those two schools. Uh, you know what's unique about both Wheaton and Elmhurst is you know Wheaton starts uh, uh, three fourth year seniors or fifth year seniors, I'm sorry, and Elmhurst also has several fifth year seniors uh, and and a couple sixth year seniors. So they are veteran uh, ball clubs. They're incredibly talented. Both have three all-conference players on them. Um, they're, they've, all, they've both been in the top 20 all year long. Both have been in the top 10 at different times this season. Um, uh, having played them twice, like you said, we split with, with either team. We know um, that we're able to beat them, but, but they're able to, to beat us as well. It's going to come down to playing good basketball, which in the postseason – it always comes down to which team plays better uh, basketball on a given night. And uh, we know we're going to have to play our A game to get through this weekend. It's a huge advantage, in my opinion, to uh, get to play at home. Uh, we're not traveling. We've got uh, it's familiar territory for us. So, um, you know, there there is, a I think, an advantage in, in our supporters. Titan, the Titan Nation has been awesome all year and uh, hoping that we, we get some good crowds and a lot of excitement here at the Shirk Center. Well, there's a lot to be said for home cooking and sleeping in your own bed on the night before a big game. Uh, talking about big games, one thing that, that may, I don't know if this uh, eases or what your feelings are on this, but the NCAA tournament, the winner of the conference gets to go to the NCAA tournament. From everybody I've talked to, everybody I've seen uh, through D3 boards and stuff like that, the top three teams in conference pretty much should probably get in as Pool C candidates. Um, that means North Central, they're probably fighting for a spot to get in, but for yourself, Wheaton, and Elmhurst, uh, most likely to be in. Nothing guaranteed, I understand that. But does that relieve a little pressure knowing that uh, probably you have that bid already? Well, I, and I don't know if pressure is, is how I would describe it. I think, um, um, you know, this, this, this group has dealt with expectations um, from the very beginning. You know, we were top five in the country uh, preseason. So we've dealt with that. We've, I think we've dealt with getting uh, opponents' best shot all year long. Uh, so we, it, it, I think that's an advantage that we have, that, that that's not new. Um, in terms of, you know, uh, what this means, is, I, I think uh, realistically we, we have probably our resume is good enough to get in to the NCAA tournament, even if we don't win the conference tournament. However, what we are, we are um, uh, uh, competing for, one is, you know, the pride of your program. You won the conference. You want to then on the weekend win the conference tournament. Uh, the second part is we're, we're competing to – 
potentially get to host NCAA tournament games, whether it's the first weekend or both weekends. And so those those kind of goals are still out there and and uh, still things that we are competing for. Uh, and so there, there's a lot of motivation in terms of why we'd want to to prepare ourselves. The other thing is you want to play good basketball right now. And so we want to make sure that we we, we really compete at our highest level because uh, we want to be playing good basketball with momentum going into the NCAA tournament. Well, Coach, I had not even thought about hosting. Um, I'm not used to it being that way, but I like the idea of go ahead and win the conference tournament, get those bids in, and uh, hopefully host, as you said, one or two weekends of the NCAA tournament, and I know that would be a lot of fun to be a part of that also. Uh, Coach, we thank you for joining us. Good luck on Friday against North Central. Thanks, Derek. Really appreciate, uh, you know, you having me on and, and all you've done for our program this season. And, yeah, look forward to seeing you this weekend. That is Coach Rose from Men's Basketball. We'll take a break. We'll be back on the Titan Coaches Show on 88.1 WESN. Sponsor of this interview with Coach Rose from Illinois Wesleyan Men's Basketball was brought to you by Nap Kitchens. Nap Kitchens, located in Fairbury, proud sponsor of Illinois Wesleyan Titan Athletics. Welcome back to the Titan Coaches Show. Joining us is head golf coach for Illinois Wesleyan, Coach Ott. And Coach Ott, uh, thanks for joining us here in the studio. Thanks for having me. Glad to be here. Well, let's talk, first of all, how did you become a golf coach and Illinois Wesleyan head golf coach? So I'm an Illinois Wesleyan graduate, 1991, and when I was here, I had three different golf coaches, um, and they were all football coaches. Don Larson was head football coach for a while. Um, Mike Murray was an assistant coach. Phil Morrison was an assistant coach, and that's how it been. Then I moved away, and eventually we came back from Texas, and Phil Morrison was still the, the golf coach. He was also a football coach at, at the time here, and he was leaving to be a head coach. So I wrote a letter to Coach Bridges, and I said, hey, would you like – I'm interested. I know that your golf coach left, and we've always had football coaches. I knew him because I was – my work study here, I was a student intramural director, so I worked for Coach Bridges then, and I said, how about a golfer? So um, actually, we were leaving on vacation. I had this letter, and I wasn't sure if I was going to send it or not. And I'm like, he's, he's not going to remember me. He's just going to put a football coach in there. And my wife talked me into sending it. So we dropped it in the mailbox and sent it. And then he called. He talked to me. He interviewed me, and then he called me. A few days later, he said, hey, I'm offering if you want it, if you want the golf coach job. So that's how I ended up right back here, and that was – year 2000 so almost 22 years ago that that took place and it's amazing how fast time has gone so 22 years ago you come in as the head coach Illinois Wesleyan not necessarily a great program at the time in fact your first year took last place but then tell us last place in conference but then tell us what happened right yeah last place and not only last place but we lost by 30 shots so and not 30 shots out of first place we were 30 shots out of second to last place so so it was it was a struggle to find guys to get them out there to even find five guys on campus who want to play. So we went out and recruited hard, and we brought in five freshmen. And the very next year in conference, we won the conference. We call it the Fab Five. That all five freshmen went from worst to first, and all five freshmen um, won our conference tournament for us that very next year. So it was a really exciting time, and that's that's really the springboard that got us all started into it. Well, and that that turned around the program obviously you are on a streak right now of nine straight cciw championships and even more important two straight national championships 
What type of culture is created to be able to run for nine years in a row to win the conference championship? That's the big thing about our team, the culture, the family. When we go out and recruit, we don't look at the – we look at score eventually, but when you first start things out, we're looking at other things. We're looking at, at the player, how they handle themselves, their, their work ethic, their family. You're, you're recruiting everything except the golf score at that point. Now, ultimately, when you make decisions on who you're going to recruit and who we're not, we're going to look at the, the golf score. Obviously, that's very important, but we also want kids – who haven't who haven't plateaued yet? Who are gonna? Who are good students? It's the whole Illinois Wesleyan well-rounded education, and then develop that culture with them because you are going to be together all the time. We have six sophomores and juniors right now. They live together in a six-person um, suite. Our freshmen live together, and if we went down to the golf center now, you would I, you would find ten guys, at least ten guys in there working, hanging out in the the. We have a little players lounge. We have two track men. We have uh, indoor putting green as well too. And it's, it's that that culture, and it's something. It's hard to it's hard to believe it because golf. You're like, well, you just go out there and play, but that's not it at all. It's so important from a team aspect too. And I've had so many players and parents tell me that that. This is the reason they came here for that. This is something they're going to have for the for the rest of, of their lives. And, and however much more expensive Illinois Wesleyan is, they want them to have that experience because they know it's just a, a, a great investment that's going to pay huge dividends. Well, as the a, as a weather's been this last month, it seems like every Thursday there's snow right here in the Midwest. But the teams in the South, they're playing. The teams out West are playing. They're getting out there and that. But – You've got some facilities here that help your guys be not quite so far behind when that weather warms up. Tell us a little bit more about that golf center. Right. Yep. It's the the Blakeman family um, was our primary donor to it, and we've had tremendous alumni and family and friend support as well too. It, it, if it's not, it's got to be one of the top three Division three um, indoor golf centers um, in the country, and it's better than most Division one. Um, indoor golf centers as well too but there's two track man monitors and bays where you could do simulator golf you can practice give you all your swing metrics too there's a putting green in there obviously the shirk fitness center is right there um, we just purchased a putting simulator as well too we have about every single swing aid imaginable as well over the years every year there's a pga show down in orlando and i always find out what are the top three or four swing aids that are out there that people are buying and we get them in in there so we have they have just tremendous not only do we have tremendous availability for them to improve and develop but more than that it's pulling them in there and they have to want to do it and it's creating that culture that you need to to win and to win at a very high national level well i mentioned that uh the teams in the south are playing the teams out in california are playing uh you get to head south here coming up for over spring break, you're going to head down to Jekyll Island, um, very southern Georgia area there. But you're going to be coming out of cold weather, getting ready to play in a big D3 tournament there, and they're all going to be fresh, ready to go. They've been playing already, warmed up. How do you how do you uh, make up for that in that week down there? Yeah, there's five 
five D3 majors that take place in the fall and the spring, and this is the fourth one, and it, um, the first one of the spring, but the fourth major overall. So that's why we're working so hard now. A bunch of the guys went down to St. Louis and played last weekend, too, to hit under grass. Uh, the snow's melted. Now we just need to get a little bit warmer weather. But we'll go down on spring break for 10 days. So we'll fly into Jacksonville, Florida, and then we'll play up and down the coast for a week. We'll play all kinds of different courses. So we're behind all those other schools because they're outside practicing now on grass. But we've been refining our swings indoors, and we're going to get a full week down there. Most of them will show up the day of the practice round, play the practice round, and compete. We're going to be down there a full week playing, competing, not having to worry about classes or school or anything as well. And then those last three days is a huge 30-team tournament that kicks off our, our spring season. And that really springboards us. It prepares us for better, more major competition, and that's a national championship um, type feel that that's out there too so it, it's a great way to start our spring well and then hopefully the weather is nice at the beginning of april because you host the illinois wesleyan invitational at ironwood golf course the d3 showcase the cciw championship and then hopefully another trip to the uh, ncaa championship right yep and the ncaa championships in florida this year mission in so we were down there played in the tournament um this fall didn't didn't play our best but we're still getting the new lineup getting you guys in and, and adjusting as, as well too so we're making progress one of the things myself and our assistants talk about is we're going to be a lot better in may than we were in september and october of this year and just seeing how much those guys are together and working um every single day in the golf centers is it's going to come to fruition um sometime this spring well we keep saying those guys these guys and all that tell us who these guys are all right. Yep. Our first guy is Jimmy Morton. He's a two-time returning All-American. Jimmy's going to turn professional once he graduates in May and go, go to Q school. Um, he's our captain. Um, he was on the last national, national championship team. He's one of the top-ranked players in the country. Um, the Patriot All-Americans, a special showcase tournament in December. He's been invited to that for the last two years to compete against the best in the best of, of college golf. So, he, he's our leader. Also with him is his roommate, another senior, Will Nummy. Will's having a tremendous season. He's, he's on all kinds of lists for potential All-American as well, too, as well as Carl Christensen, who's been playing our three-man. Um, Carl was hurt last year and has really come along. Ethan Wilkins is back. He was on our national championship team. He was a guy who started out last, well, when we won last year in the fall, he was averaging 77, 78. He was probably our eighth or ninth guy. And then he caught fire and everything clicked and confident and mentally, and he became an All-American. He just became a completely different player, a big part of the reason we won national championship team and then we're looking for our fifth still um, we have a lot of really good players who are working hard and trying to get up there Bobby Bobine Jack Brunning we have some good freshmen Quinn Clifford um, Griffin Pole Raj Sethi so we're, we're really close to um, and Tyler Irwin as well too so we're really close to what we want to do one of the things that's been unique when we've won national championships, it didn't matter who our one guy was or our five guy was, that it was all interchangeable. At last year's national championship team, um, you, you play five guys, you count four scores. We count, we threw out one guy, a different guy's score every single day. And our best guy, Rob Wietrich, he was never our low man. And that's what it takes. It takes five guys who are all just almost equally 
is close in, in importance and that in score and that's what we're gonna that's that's what we're looking to to refine and, and work out now and and get that next guy to next man in line that, that's what we always say next man next man up that's how you keep the the rotation moving and and, and stay stay as a top top ranked team and what a, a great job you have done with that um you have some accolades yourself also uh coming up uh Think of, for our listeners, think of Ryder Cup. The Palmer Cup is the college version of the Ryder Cup, and you recently have been named the head coach for Team USA for the Palmer Cup. Tell us a little bit about that process and what an honor that is. Yeah, that, that was really a shocking experience because it normally always goes to major Division One head, head coach, Texas Tech, Texas, Oklahoma State, those guys have done it. And there's a selection committee out there, and I think they had – 12 of us or so and we did some interviews and then they narrowed it down to three and still in the back of my mind I'm wondering am I the the token division three guy who's going through this process too and it's going to end up being whoever in Arizona or Pepperdine whoever whoever else was in in the running with it and then the person that that runs it the head of it called and, and said congratulations you're going to Switzerland next year to to lead team USA and um, I will be partnered with the women's coach from Ole Miss. So it's the top 12 collegiate players, male collegiate, and the top 12 female players from the United States will compete against the top 12 men and women on the international side as well, too. So it's really just an incredible opportunity to do that. And I was looking at past players who've done it, Bryson DeChambeau, Justin Thomas, and to be able to have one week with – with those guys to help lead them to get them ready as well too is just um, still have to pinch myself that I'm going to get that opportunity. So you're basically Steve Stricker at the college level, right? Yep, and, and I reached out to him <laughs> as well too because that that's because it, I mean it comes back to culture and doing the right matchups and inspiring them and motivating them to get the most out of themselves. And how did he do that? Because there have been many years the United States was favored to win the Ryder Cup and lost and more times than not. And this year we turned the corner and a lot of it came down to him and how he, how he coached them, how he pulled together, how he motivated and inspired them um, as well too. So I'm going to hopefully take a lot of those learnings from him and pass them on to this team as well too. And it's an incredible honor too to, to represent your country in, in a major athletic competition too so those, those guys who are on the team really want to or who are vying to be on the team really want to be on there too so do you tell you it just has to do with that central illinois golf mentality right yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. So, culture culture, culture. teamwork friendship yep so, well that is wonderful that is awesome um i know your guys are are getting to practice or or probably already hitting the ball like you said they're always down there anyway but uh, we do thank you for coming in the studios we wish you well as you get right head down to uh, jekyll island and uh, start the spring season. Thank you very much. I'm heading to practice now. That is Coach on Illinois Wesleyan men's golf team on 88.1 WESN. This Illinois Wesleyan Titan coach interview was brought to you by Avanti's Italian Restaurant, home of the famous gondola, and Doubletree by Hilton Hotel in Bloomington. That interview of an Illinois Wesleyan Titan coach was brought to you by Holiday Inn Express West. They have been sponsoring Illinois Wesleyan throughout the year, and we thank them for their support. That'll wrap things up here from the WESN studios. No basketball tonight. We got conference tournament coming up on Friday. Men's game, you can watch that on IWSports.com or listen to it on 88.1. 
WESN, Eric Stock and Joel Swanson will be on the call for that as the men take on North Central. Don't forget the women also play on Friday night. They play at 5 o'clock. They will be taking on Carroll University out of Wisconsin in the semifinal there. We'll also have men's volleyball for you on Saturday, 2.30, a 2.20 start time on the pregame show as they will be taking on Carthage College. A big matchup there as Carthage is the defending national champion in men's volleyball. So I hope you enjoy the rest of your evening and listen to some great music on WESN 88.1. You've been listening to the Titan Coaches Show, and I'm Derek Bowman.